Hi, and welcome to Messy in the Middle. I'm your host, Jessica Lee. This is a podcast featuring real women's stories about their journey, the messy part, the trials and tribulations to get from recurrent miscarriage and infertility to baby. Join us as we talk, cry, laugh, and get unbelievably vulnerable to feel less alone in the gang that no one wants to be a part of. Hello, and I am back. It feels actually really strange (laughs) to be back here recording things. Uh, But I did want to kick off by sending out an apology. Um, I kind of went MIA without giving any kind of um, pre-warning, especially for those that don't follow along on the Instagram page. I just kind of went dark and I do apologize for that. Um, The reason I needed to was the first trimester was absolutely kicking my ass. Um, I didn't feel too sick or anything, which was great, um, but the fatigue was next level. I remember during my pregnancy with Thane being fatigued and, and coming home and needing to go for, straight for a lie down. But I don't know, when you're trying to work and you're also looking after a toddler, it, yeah, it just, it knocked me. I honestly, I couldn't do anything apart from survive. I was going to work, I was being a mum, and as soon as my son went down to bed, I was going to bed. My TAFE studies slipped, and that's another reason why it's taken me so long to kind of get back into the swing of things, because I really needed to get on top of that. Yeah, I was just in survival mode and doing the absolute bare minimum. But I am starting to feel heaps better now. I will give a little pregnancy update. Uh, So if you don't want to listen, that's fine. Skip ahead. Maybe skip this episode completely. If if you can't, yeah, you don't feel up to listening to it, that's completely fine. Do what you need to do. Um, But I am 15 weeks and three days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, three days as of recording this. So yeah, that's crazy. I... I'm still just in complete disbelief that we're here, um, but I'll I'll get more into that. Um, but yeah, starting to feel good, starting to get my energy levels back. And I think for those of you that do follow along on the Instagram page, I have been trying to share like coping strategies for pregnancy after loss because like trying to conceive is is one battle, and then you get the positive pregnancy test, and I think. Is it an expectation that we have? I'm not sure. Was it an expectation I had? I was aware of pregnancy after loss being difficult because I've obviously heard so many women's stories being so involved on the messy in the middle Instagram page of what other people are going through. I kind of knew it was a thing. Um, But to experience the anxiety and the fear, it's especially after a missed miscarriage because I didn't experience this to this level during my pregnancy with Thane. And I think the reason for that is because I had a miscarriage. It passed spontaneously and I didn't even have another period before I fell pregnant again with him. So I just went from straight to loss to pregnancy. It was almost like it happened too fast for me to register that it could go wrong again. And I was still quite naive back in those days. And I think because it had been a year 
nearly to the day um, that I'd fallen pregnant that I'd learned so much in that time. And yeah, the, the fear and the anxiety is and has been a, a real mental battle that I've had to face. And I know that, I know that like my pregnancy may be triggering for some of you, but I want to be that step ahead where I can help give you coping strategies for when you're going through this as well. Because I don't want you to spend your whole pregnancy just being absolutely crippled by fear. I want you to be able to enjoy the process as much as you possibly can. And and that's why on my page and maybe a bit on here as well, I want to share the coping mechanisms that I'm using to be able to get through. Because um, I'm now going, I had my 13-week scan or the 12-week scan, they like to do it at 13 weeks now. So on the 15th of May, I'm now nearly at the two-week mark and this is going to be my longest stint between scans. So it's going to be my next scan for like your 20-ish week scan is not going to be until the 26th of June. So that's one, two, three, four, five... That's bloody six weeks. I actually didn't think it was that long. Um, yeah, so that's going to be my longest stint. Oh, I've actually got a doctor's appointment um, on the 13th of June, so it's not quite going to be that long. It's going to be about five weeks um, between scans because my I see a specialist GP and she does she can do bedside scans, which I know she'll do. Um, anyway, <laughs> going I get to the. I even get to the week mark where I get antsy for a scan that I just want to know that he's okay and it's not feasible to be getting a scan every week. I mean, if you can afford it, buddy, go for your life. Um, but it's just not something that is like highest priority financially for us at this point. So I do need to find other ways to fight this mental battle in my head. Like logically, I know that if anything was to happen at this gestation, there's absolutely nothing that can be done about it. It is so out of my control that what's worrying going to help? Yes, it's going to be absolutely fucking devastating and I can't even comprehend going through that. But worrying about it constantly and not taking the time to enjoy this pregnancy, I, I just don't think looking back it's going to feel worth it when, when I get to the end. I think your language and... Your thoughts are really powerful when it comes to this. Um, just for your own mental state, I am in, in by no means saying that your thoughts create an outcome because I think that's a really toxic, it's a toxic thought pattern and it's a toxic, what did I call it? It's like, um, it's just a toxic culture that is becoming very popular, that what you think, just because you have a thought, means it's going to manifest into something. And I've had to pull my husband up on this and I've had to pull friends up on this as well. That when I come to you saying that I'm feeling anxious or fearful that something's wrong and then you come back at me saying, don't think that, don't put that out into the universe, like, hey, hold up, that's not okay. All I want from you right now is to validate my feelings. They're fleeting, honestly. I've, I've now gotten to a point where I can pick myself up when I'm having these thoughts and I can switch them around to something that's more empowering 
and not so debilitating. But it takes practice. It really does. I had something trigger me a few weeks ago where I'm in the uh, like November babies group um, on Facebook and this woman posted that she's leaving the group because she went to her 12-week scan and realized that the baby's heart had stopped beating um, at around 11 weeks so she'd had a missed miscarriage and yeah that was so triggering triggering for me but something that's been really helpful is reminding myself that her story isn't my story and I might need to tell myself that 20 40 50 times a day her story is not my story and I need you guys to try and remember that one when you're going through this like I have had to I haven't removed myself from groups on Facebook or anything but I do if something's got a trigger warning about especially like a later term loss a stillbirth I I can't read it I just I can't fathom that as my own reality and I just can't have things like that in the forefront of my mind so I do avoid it and I think um, that's a really important thing to know is to recognize within yourself where your boundaries are and what is super triggering to you um, and what you can handle reading and what you can't if you need to step away from this podcast even though like most of the stories do have the happy ending um some people go through some really really traumatic stuff and that might be hard to hear so being able to recognize what your limitations are is really important it all comes back down to having that self-awareness about what is going through your head and being able to pull yourself up on it have like a, a mantra that you go back to i think i mentioned that on my last episode I still go back to that daily whenever I'm having negative thoughts about um, the outcomes of this pregnancy I remind myself that he is strong and healthy he is safe and protected that he can stay and that I love him I repeat that that to myself so many times but it is it's a constant mental game but with consistently challenging these thoughts of fear and anxiety you become stronger in your resolve to believe that everything will be okay. But it just takes that practice and consistency. I will also mention something that's helped me is I've got a, a an at-home Doppler. So that is just a little machine that, you know, you, you put on your tummy and it picks up the, the baby's heartbeat and heart rate. Um, I actually had that during Thane's pregnancy so I assume I don't remember being as anxious as this with his pregnancy but I must have been anxious enough to to want a Doppler to make sure everything's okay um, and I don't use it every day but it's definitely been a source of reassurance when I've had a, a you know a high fear field day of thinking things aren't okay or he's not okay because I'm not really feeling too much yet even though my placenta's at the back and kind of feel him when I'm laying down and in certain positions but it's definitely like no consistent movements or no consistent feelings as yet um, so having a Doppler definitely helps and I also wanted to share that I did something a few weeks ago that I had been visualizing doing since way before I fell pregnant 
and that was going for a float at um i go to city cave so it's in like this bath and you're in a room obviously on your own and you can turn off the light so you're in complete darkness i prefer complete sensory deprivation so no no music and no lights um and it just it just really gives me an opportunity to connect within myself and just have that time of doing absolutely nothing and yeah it was just such a surreal feeling being in the water while I was pregnant and realizing that it's something that I had been visualizing for for ages like way 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 before um, this pregnancy became a reality and it's something that I'm going to do again um, once I do feel him moving more because I just want to be in the water and connecting with him but being able to feel him move I just think that's gonna be amazing and if you haven't done a float before like I do I just highly recommend them because as women especially we just never stop we never give our brains a moment to just float into the nothingness and I used it as a time to feel grateful for my body and the baby that's growing inside of me I let myself let go of any fear that I was holding around this pregnancy. And what was really interesting is that I had this massive realization that I'd been holding onto a lot of guilt. I felt guilty that from the outside looking in, this pregnancy has happened easily. And I put that in air quotations. Um, and when I say easily, like it's obviously been such a long fucking journey to get here and I just mean that I feel very fucking lucky that I haven't had to go through more losses to get get to this point and yeah I've been I've been feeling really guilty about that but I feel like I just need to point out that so much of this pregnancy has come come down to absolute luck I've thought so much about this. Like my fertility specialist checked my lining on cycle day nine and I had the expectation that I would ovulate around cycle day 14 because I have been tracking my cycles since uh, like July last year. So nearly 12 months. Um, but it had been, what, six months, seven months. Um, and on cycle day nine, my lining was only, it was around four point something mil. And it wasn't the same thickness all the way around. Um, and during that appointment, he also confirmed I was ovulating from the right-hand side. And that was that's my good side where the egg can actually get through. Um, we were also at that point getting everything sorted to start IVF for the following cycle. And I remember thinking, do we, do we try this cycle just to see what happens? Or do we just wait for to start IVF? Because my biggest fear was that if we tried and I did fall pregnant and then I miscarried, that it was going to push the timeline out of being able to start IVF by months, absolute months. So I just, I don't know if you remember back in one of the other episodes, I was talking about those crossroad decisions. I think it was my episode actually, where I was talking about, um, which Asherman specialist that I go to, do I pick one 
and hopefully get a good outcome or if I don't and I need to see the other one anyway I've just wasted all this time. I just remember that exact moment that I was thinking about do we just try this cycle for the hell of it and see what happens or do we not and and wait for the IVF to start. It was really one of those crossword decisions and obviously we decided to try but the odds for this to actually work were against us. So my age alone for the likelihood of pregnancy, if you're between 34 and 37 years old, there's an 11% chance of falling pregnant. 11. And I think, I don't know, that's just for women. Um, I, I know the number also can decrease based on the male's age, but I don't think it's as significant. But what I believe was a huge blessing was that I ended up ovulating late um, so instead of ovulating on day 14 which is what generally happens I didn't ovulate until day 19 which allowed my lining like another 10 days of growth and I only seem to ovulate late every three to four cycles so it had only happened a couple of times um, since I had been tracking and I guess other factors that helped was I was consistently seeing my acupuncturist. I'd been seeing her pretty much weekly since July and I'd obviously still been taking all my supplements um, since I had my missed miscarriage, so for over 12 months. But I, I just want to reiterate that even though I was doing those things, like I was so far from perfect and my husband was like even further away from being perfect. <laughs> um... And yet somehow it has worked. We've made it to nearly 16 weeks. And I've been holding on to a lot of guilt about that. So during my float, I did acknowledge the guilt that I'd been feeling. Um, I acknowledged the fear. I acknowledged the anxiety. And I gave myself permission to let it go. So I just want you guys to keep these things in mind when you do fall pregnant or if you are pregnant and you are struggling um, with the anxiety and the fear that just to put these practices in place like take some time to meditate and if you can't find the time because honestly in my day-to-day -day life I'd love to give myself just 10 minutes a day to switch off and meditate but to say that I can't find 10 minutes to have to myself is ridiculous but it feels like the truth <laughs> um, book yourself in for a float that's an hour a full hour that you get completely to yourself um, to just be alone with your thoughts and just see what comes up and whatever does come up give yourself the permission to release it give yourself the time to be grateful for what your body has done and what it is going to do for you because it's freaking magical I really hope that that you do get to this place where like I'm lucky that I get to feel fear and anxiety around this. And I hope so much that you guys get to that point too. Um, yeah, so hopefully this is it for the breaks <laughs> in the podcast now until baby comes. But I did want to throw something out there and I will be putting a poll on the Instagram page. So if you're not on there, get on, get following. Um, How do you feel about a co-host? I've got someone in mind and I'm really considering it. I think um, she'd be a great addition and she'd also add 
like contrast. Um, I don't think that's the right word. But she, um, she's, she's not through to the other side of her journey yet either. Um, but I really want to know what you guys think. Co-host, yes or no? Um, I'll probably, I'll def definitely get her on as a guest regardless to share her story. And I may even just get her on to do like a couple of guest hosting episodes and just see how it flows and what you guys think and if you think we should continue doing that. So very keen to hear what you guys think. And again, I'm so sorry that it's been such a long break, but I hope now that we, yeah, can start getting back into it. I've got some amazing episodes lined up um, that have been pre-recorded for bloody ages. Um, so I just need to do some editing and yeah, we can get this ball rolling. But yeah, the, the first one that I plan on releasing is just ridiculous honestly um i think her story is really gonna blow you away and yeah just look forward to that and i'll be speaking to you guys again soon thank you for so much for all your love and support it is so greatly appreciated thank you for your patience during this time um i didn't want to you know let you guys down completely and just stop doing it because you've got no idea how easy that would be to do but I don't want to. Like, we're here for a reason. And, like, from some of the messages that I get from you guys and the feedback that I receive, it's making a difference. And it's it seems to be helping people on their journey. And that's, that's what I'm here for. So, yep, onwards and upwards from here. And I'll speak to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Messy in the Middle. My main goal for creating this podcast is to ensure other women going through the struggles of infertility and baby loss don't feel alone along this very isolating journey. I want to be able to reach as many women as possible, and in order for me to do this, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes and Spotify. Also, if you have any feedback or suggestions of what you'd like to hear, please get in contact with me through the Messy in the Middle Instagram page. Sending you so much love and strength on your journey to baby.